what is it that you really want? And so many people have a hard time with that. What do I want? Oh no, I have to do this. I do this. I do this for this and this. No, at the end of the day, just sit quietly. What is it that you really want? This is Lead with Culture. I'm Kate Volman, and today I'm joined by Michelle Marquis, one of our senior coaches. We are so excited about today's episode because it's all about questions. Questions change our lives, right, Michelle? Absolutely. And this is the perfect time of year to start to ask ourselves these questions. Yes. So we're recording this, and by the time you're listening to this, it'll be the beginning of the year. But you know what? It doesn't matter whenever you listen to this because we can change our lives at any moment, at any day, at any point. And so whenever you're hearing this, self-reflection is a tool that we can use when our life maybe doesn't look exactly the way we want it to. We need to make a little bit of changes. And also, not only that, but it's also a really great opportunity for us to sit with and remember how far we've come. It doesn't mean just, oh, my life is a mess and I have to sit down and think about what I'm going to do next. But it's like, what have you accomplished over the last six months, over the last 12 months that you can really celebrate and appreciate yourself for and take a personal and a business assessment on your life today and then what you want to do moving forward. So I'm really excited because, Michelle, obviously, we work with a lot of really incredible leaders. And one of the reasons why leaders connect with coaches is because coaches are there to ask great questions, to see your circumstances from a third-party perspective, to be able to ask the right questions to help you think about life a little bit differently, think about your business or challenges a little bit differently. We're having lots of these conversations right now with clients on what do I really want next year over the next 12 months to happen? And so you've curated a really wonderful list of questions that we can all consider moving into our leadership journeys and on the business side and on the personal side. Yeah. So I picked my, I'll say five of my go-to questions because literally when I was putting my notes together, I thought this is basically a coaching session. These are the questions that I ask a lot of times during the coaching sessions. And when you sit down and really reflect over your past and really think about how can I be more intentional with my life? These are some good questions to think about. And then I'm going to talk about a couple of videos that actually Matthew has that are some of my favorites. You'll hear some of them if you watch the videos that I have here today, because they really are thought provoking. Wonderful. Well, let's dig into these questions to consider. So let's start with the business side. Okay. So professional questions. So this is number one, what was your biggest distraction this year? Because so many times, what are the distractions that are keeping you from doing what you really wanted to do? So especially in the beginning of the year, usually you have a strategic plan or you have a set of goals that you want to accomplish. How'd you do? Go back and really look at them. But if you didn't accomplish them, what were the distractions? What really caused you to derail where you weren't able to accomplish that goal? Yeah, that's a great one. You know, right off the bat, you're starting with the question that makes us, you know, we have to get really real with ourselves. There's no hiding when you ask a question like that because we all are distracted by something and excuses, right? Like we make excuses. Distractions are really excuses that we make for 
spending time doing something or anything other than what it is that we said we want to or committed to doing. And so to identify those things is important. Great question to ask anybody, even before you do a performance review. What distracted you over this last review period? It's very interesting, some of the answers that you get. What do you think number one is right now? Social media. By far. So many people are saying that I've talked to just in the last few weeks that they're going to put the phone down. They're not going to bring it when they go out to dinner. They're not going to bring it to meetings because it is. It's become such a huge distraction for people. Yeah. And really just scrolling in general, because also in addition to social media, what I think, especially in the professional side with professional dreams and when leaders are trying to push their business or their teams forward, it also is just this constant learning. So there's always another webinar to watch or class to take, or there's so many resources out there. And so it's almost like, I'm just going to watch this real quick video because I have a goal of maybe to build your email list. And so you're going to watch this webinar all about building your email list. And then all of a sudden you see on YouTube, oh, but there's this other video that talks about building a YouTube channel. Now I'm going to go watch that really quick. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, what did I sit down here to do? And like two hours have gone by. Yeah, absolutely. And this question specifically is all about taking control of your choices, being aware of them, and then making sure that you're making the right choice for what you really want to accomplish. That's always a good one. And usually people hesitate, right? They go, oh, and then they start with a list. Oh, this distracted me. So anyway, it's a good jumping off question. My second one is what did you learn this year? That could be personal, could be professional, but you can add on to that as well. Like what did you learn this year that made you a better version of yourself? What did you learn this year that made you a better leader? So maybe you had goals for yourself, your own personal development. Did you really learn something about that? Did you change? With that particular question, I always add the, what did you learn or relearn? Because I think so often we are relearning things and we don't want to admit that. It's this constant evolution. But when I think about, oh, what did I learn? Sometimes I also think, wow, I relearned some of the lessons that it is a little bit more challenging to put some of those habits in place that we all know are good for us, but that we don't always do. And so it becomes this idea of, okay, how many times do I need to relearn this before I commit to stop relearning this? Yes, absolutely. And that's that word commitment, right? Discipline, self-control, commitment, that's all of those things. And then the third one, this is always a big one also. How did I spend my precious time this year? Did you spend it the way you wanted to spend it? Did someone hijack you along the way? Lots of that happening. Lots of priorities. Lots of people making other people's priorities their priority. Yeah. A lot of the clients will talk about, I had to do this because of that. And then I dig a little further and it's like, well, no, I really didn't have to go to that. It's a reflection about where do you want to spend your precious time and energy next year? So this is what you did last year. What do you want to change? What do you want to be different? Yeah, that's a great question. And just a little bit of a language change to that is 
how did you invest your precious time? Because there's something so powerful about the words that we use and the questions that we ask. And so when we think about time, I think so often it's easy for us to say yes to things that we don't really want to because we're just not really thinking about. But if we're really thinking, wait, I'm investing. Is the investment of the time I'm about to take on this project really worth it? That's really what it comes down to. Like you're making an investment when you're spending time to learn something, when you're investing time with the team. And then when you're investing your time scrolling on social media, when you should be doing other things, you're not really getting a great return on your investment of time when you do that, when you could have spent an hour working on the project that you said you wanted to do forever. But I love that you added precious time. Precious time. So a good question going forward is how do you want to spend your time next year? So all of these can be flipped to really start to make your list of where do you want to spend your time? Who do you want to spend your time with? And then the fourth question is, if you did nothing else, what's the most important thing that you want to accomplish next year? Not five things, not 10 things. It's just that one most important thing. That's another one where I get complete silence and a lot of just one, Michelle, just one. Yeah, because if you focus on 10 things, you're probably not going to get the 10 things done. These are big things. So if you just had one, what would it be? I love that. That reminds me of the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, because he asks that question, which is something along the lines of what is the one thing that by which everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? And you can then hone in on what is that one particular thing. But it's almost like we feel as though we need to do many things in order to achieve certain results in our lives, especially on the professional side in a business. We think, oh, we have to have all of these new strategies and implement all of these new ideas when really it's usually only one or two things that really push us forward in a really impactful way. But that focus, we don't like to focus. It's challenging. Yeah, because more equals success, right? Just to your point, my strategic plan is 10 pages long. What's the one thing you can rally around? And what's really great, is this a good question to ask yourself, what was the one thing you did this year? So again, flip it. Or if you did that one thing this year, how would it be different? How would where you sit right now be different? And also as a leader, having that one thing, you can really inspire other people to rally around it. Because if five things are the priority, nothing's the priority. And this is also a great question to ask your people. What's the one thing you want to accomplish next year? And then you can celebrate with them as they're working towards it, check in with them on a regular basis. That makes people feel good. I always think it's interesting when we talk about this, especially in priorities, because the word priority, it was priority. There was no plural priorities. And that's how it was written and talked about. And it was only in the 1900s that it became priorities. So it literally means like the one thing. And yet we still are like, what are the top 10 priorities for the year? Like we did that. It was really, truly men like, no, it's the number one thing. And that's why 
it gives us so much clarity. And we think about principle number two and the culture solution, mission is king. We got to keep mission is king. That's why your mission is focused. It's not all of these different things that you're trying to do. It's the one thing. And so it takes a lot of time to figure out what that one thing is. Beautiful question. And I know we get a lot of pushback on it. Yeah. Well, because of what you said, if it's priority, then are you lazy? You're only going to get one thing done. It's a mindset for sure. And then the last professional question, who did you help grow this year? So as a leader, I always made sure that my people were growing. They had their own personal development plan, but I wanted to be a part of that. To help people grow, I was very intentional about that. More of a coaching style with my people. And it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good as a leader. I mean, that's what we're there for, is not just to inspire people to do their jobs, but how did you help them grow? And that could be personally or professionally as well. Then the flip question is, who do you want to help grow next year? So really identifying those people. I love that idea too of adding on to the who did you help grow, but also who and how, because I think that also is an opportunity for you to kind of recognize, hey, I was able to help this person. But it also gives you the opportunity to go to that person and say, hey, this is what I want to share with you, what I've seen, how I've seen you develop over the last year. I love that in the coaching side of things, like after a year when somebody has achieved their dreams and they feel like they're a better person and they already feel good. But when you as the coach can say to them, let me tell you what I see. You know, a year ago, you were this. This is how I experienced you. And today, this is what I see. And this is how I experience. And when we give people almost that specificity of this is what I've seen and how I've seen you develop and some of the examples, that really helps them understand, oh, it wasn't just, oh, I grew. It was like, but how? And now they become excited to think, then what does that look like next year? I went from this to that. Now, how am I going to grow next year? So you're not only able to kind of say, yeah, I was able to do that for this person, but you're giving that person an even bigger gift at the end of your time with them or at the, at the end of the year to help them think through and also kind of boost their confidence and really get them excited to dream about their professional goals over the next year as well. Yes. And the question, how can I help you grow? And then be intentional about it together. All right. So those are five awesome professional questions to ask. Then you have three personal. We got to have a little combo. Absolutely. So what's one habit you need to develop next year that make you better? We just talked about distractions professionally. What in your personal life is distracting? Is it the habit of just picking up the phone just when you have a free moment? Those are habits. You have all kinds of habits in your life start to take an inventory of your habits and which habit did you really want to develop? That question came out of actually the dream manager coaching where we ask people to pick a virtue. There's a whole list of virtues or characteristics that you look at, which ones are your strengths, which ones would you like to develop? And then just pick one to work on for the year. So what do you think the number one virtue is that people pick? patience? By far. And then I asked, so why do you think that is that people just don't have patience? And 
if you had more patience, how does that serve you as a person, personally and professionally? So thinking about our habits, the virtues, the characteristics that we present, I feel like that's always a good question on the personal side. And of course, this is my ultimate go-to always. How do you want your life to be different next year? So that could take many different avenues, but just personally, either think about some of the rhythm of life areas, physical relationships, intellectual, spiritual, financial. Think about those aspects of your life and how do you want them to be different next year and literally write the list out. Yeah, this is such a great journaling prompt. This is such a fun prompt to use to just do that free flow writing of what do I see my life look like a year from now? What time do you wake up? Who are you spending time with? How do you feel when you do your work? You start to really get into that vibration and that energy of that person, who that person is a year from now and what that life looks like. And what I always find so interesting is that when people write down what that looks like, it's so often closer to that life than they think they are. That's why I love this question so much is because there are things that we can do that we have the power to create that type of life. And I think we allow ourselves to maybe not be as happy as we could be because we feel like we're so far away and it's just so far out of reach. Like that's what I think is interesting when we do the time and energy portion of the dream manager and people get to do their assessment, their time assessment. And so often they'll come back, they'll be like, I actually don't have too many things to switch around. But if you ask them in the beginning, they're like, oh no, it's a mess. But no, like we don't really realize it until you are intentional about asking yourself and really writing down these questions. And so I love that question. And it's a fun exercise. Yeah. So a great resource for this question is the Matthew video where he actually spoke to some hospice nurses. She goes, well, what did people say as they're dying? What's their, you know, their wishes? 24 regrets of people who are dying. I wish I had the courage to be myself. I wish I had more time with my family. I wish I had discovered my purpose earlier. I wish I spent less time worrying. I wish I'd stayed with old friends. I wish I paid less attention to what other people thought of me. Wish I traveled more, touched more lives. It is amazing. I was writing like a crazy person when Matthew first sent that video out. It is very powerful because it touches every aspect of your life and it gives you something to think about because to your point, they fill out that energy form. They're just really talking about today, but this gets you really thinking about tomorrow and the one life we get to live. It's powerful. Anyway, so that's a really good resource for that question. And then last is, I'm going to say a culmination of all of this. What is it that you really want? And so many people have a hard time with that. What do I want? Oh no, I have to do this. I do this. I do this for this and this. No. At the end of the day, just sit quietly. What is it that you really want? Yeah. I think people have a challenge because we don't really take the time to think about it. You get up, you grow, like as you get older, you have responsibilities and then you have a job or you work, you have a business, you do all these things and you just are on this go-go path of I have to do these things. 
and you don't really think about what do you want. So this question is awesome in any day setting because most of the challenges that we're going through, the bottom line is like, well, what do you want? You could do a ton of different things. You could tell yourself you should do a ton of different things. And what's so interesting is that when you ask someone what it is that they want, what often happens is they start telling you what they don't want. Because that's easy. If you ask someone who is unhappy, well, I don't want to be in debt and I don't want to be in this role. Okay, what do you want? And like you said, immediately they're like, wait a second, that is a bigger challenge because now you're proclaiming this is what I set out to do. And then some people, you know, even have that fear of what happens if I get it? What happens if I get what I say that I want? It is a very powerful question and one that we really could ask ourselves daily, especially if we're going through a challenge. It's like, sure, you could go build this business. You could go lead this role. You could go do a gazillion things, but what do you want? And then be really honest with yourself. And kind of going back to what the Matthew video, so many people at the end of life have said that they wish they had lived a life for themselves. They wish they lived the life they wanted to instead of the life they think they thought they should live. It doesn't mean it's selfish. It doesn't mean you're going to go and do anything that is going to be bad for any other person in your life. It really just comes down to, hey, I'm just putting down this is what I want. Yeah. And it makes you a better person, you know, a better version of yourself where you can really be honest with yourself and figure out what it is that you really want because that leads to happiness and all that. So that was my final question. And then the other video I just wanted to point out as a great resource for the takeaway I'm going to leave with our audience today. So I'm going to say this, try really hard next year to answer less questions and to ask more questions of your people specifically. You know, if you're in a leadership role, asking more questions will be so powerful. You're going to learn more they're going to learn more. You're going to gain knowledge. It will be unbelievable. So if you can put that out there and then really start to make your own list of great questions. What great questions are you going to ask yourself and of others next year? So create your own great, powerful questions and it'll change your life. This is a great one too, because you get asked great questions or great questions are kind of everywhere. Think about it when you're listening to a podcast. You already have eight questions to put on your list. And if you listen to a podcast or you watch a video or you just are curious about someone and you watch something or you read something and you think, how often have you read a book? And you're like, ooh, you're highlighting, you're underlining. And then you put the book and you never look at it again. Well, this is the opportunity to say, oh, wait a second, I'm going to curate this list of questions that I think are really powerful that I can ask myself when I need to. And then also I can ask my team. And by doing that, you do become a better coach. Great questions can be found everywhere when we open our eyes and we start looking and don't take that lightly. So I love that idea of creating your own list and then being able to look back at that list on a year basis. Yeah. And then see what you learn and how your style changes and your impact changes as a leader. All right. Awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for these incredible questions that we can ask ourselves to help become a better leader and a better version of ourselves overall. So this was great. Awesome. 
We so appreciate everyone for listening. We really enjoyed doing this podcast and we hope that you found some value in this episode, which, hey, we're assuming you did if you're still listening all the way to the end. If you are interested in possibly getting asked great questions on a regular basis from a third-party perspective from someone that can not only be there to listen to you vent and talk through some of the challenges that you're going through, but also to really ask some of these questions every month because we're constantly growing and constantly learning. And so if you're interested in coaching and what that might look like for you, if you've never invested in a coach, or maybe you have invested in a coach, but haven't in a while, we would love to talk to you about that. So you can go over to floydcoaching.com and fill out that form. And then we will have a chat with you and see if that might be the right opportunity for you. So we would love that opportunity to speak with you because we know coaching transforms lives and really does help people grow. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, lead with culture.